the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hello, everybody. Howdy, howdy. Howdy. I'm excited because today we're getting back into our Elements of Ritual series and we're talking about oils. Oils are good. Oils are good. I have so much to say. Me too. Do you have any babble? This is like whenever somebody's like, hey, what have you been up to? And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I did, but you asked me and I now it went out of my head. I didn't exist until this moment in yeah. this conversation. <laughs> and yeah. now I don't remember who I am or what I've done. Oh, I had a craft day yesterday. Did you really? Yeah, with my besties. We made oh. intention candles. And we like took jar candles and Mod Podge magazine collage type things on them. And I'm very happy with mine. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I love that. It was very fun. I love jar candles just about more. They're becoming my current addiction. They're very right good. Now. And uh, yeah. they're safer. They're safer. Mm-hmm. They're easy to decorate. Yeah. They're fun to decorate. They are. Okay, that and taper candles. I still like my taper candles because I can Carve use on them. all. Yes. Yes. That is why I like them. All my babble would just be irritation right now. Okay. I just had an irritating week, everybody. And I'm trying to let it go. I got to tell you, on the way here, people were driving like real a-holes. And all the love in my heart to you, people in your neighborhood Mm. drive like real a-holes. Oh, yeah. Especially it's a larger, it's a wider street Mm. right out in front of our house than others. Mm. And yes, they are real a-holes. Yeah. And they're like, there are some cross sections. This is a Seattle thing. There are some crossings where there's no stop signs Mm. and some where there are stop signs. Mm. And the people... In this neck of the woods, anyway, don't care if there are or aren't. They just go. So I always just really slow down. Yeah. Because one time a lady almost took me out and looked at me like I was the asshole. Yeah. And I was like, no, ma'am, maybe you should have your license taken <laughs> Anyway. Take your, that's where I do most of my hexing. Is, is that intersections? Just in the car <laughs> in general. And I have to go, no, Detta, stop it. You are unintentionally hexing people right now. Yeah, I do with, that. Yeah. I do that from time to time. Yeah, so I have to breathe. Do you know what I've discovered? I do have some babble. I don't know if you all are Calm subscribers, the app. Oh, okay. I got in really early. So I pay a very low yearly f- fee and I'm very grateful for it. But I have s- discovered... I'm not going to remember her name. It's Mel something. And she does the daily move. They're just usually little movements. Sometimes she did one that was a plie and kind of a jump off the ground for raising your endorphins. Mm. But she did something and she goes, you theater kids will know this. And she did library line. Ah, I kept it. But no. (gasps) She did lemon squeeze. Oh, that's fun. I have never heard that before. And I went, oh, because you can't say cat butt on calm. I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe in youth theater. I don't know. I don't know. But if you don't know what we're talking about, I've actually put this on Instagram before. It's in a reel. Yeah. And you just spread your face really wide and your hands really wide and you stick out your tongue and then you squeeze everything up. It's very fun. Yes, it is very fun. It's also very fun if you're like feeling sleepy or kind of like unmotivated because it's silly also yeah and it makes you feel silly which i think helps in moments of when i 
when my normal go-to grounding things don't work or energizing things, like you just said, mm-hmm. don't work, I-, I am now turning to her. And that's what I use to unirritate myself as much as possible. <laughs> it doesn't help guilt as far as I can tell everybody. It does not take that away. For what <laughs> it's worth, the, there are certain irritants in your life that are incredibly irritating right now. Mm. To be irritated is understandable. There we go. There we go. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's all the babble I've got. Yeah. I'm excited to go to the library. Let's do it. Today. I'm ready. Amazing. Okay. Talk to me about your library. Okay. So I've got some sources. All right. Wikipedia, Olive Oil Times, Encyclopedia.com, BNRC, which is a research center, Milwaukee Public Museum, HistoryofLamps.com, And I read this article from University of Colorado Boulder. Mm -hmm. I didn't really use any of it, but it was interesting for me to read. And it was interesting about oil oil you can consume Mm -hmm. and today and like how it's moving around the world and who's making Mm -hmm. it and stuff. That's not really what I wanted to talk about today, but it was interesting. Mine are a couple of those that you already mentioned. Oh, and the Smithsonian. Sorry. Oh, Smithsonian is awesome. Also, the history of aromatherapy. Interesting. Uh, And I have links. Here's the thing, everybody. We keep saying we're going to put links in the show notes, and we can't because Spotify won't accept all of them. On the website, though. Uh, Yes. On the website, I can put them there, Mm -hmm. but I cannot put them on the actual show notes. So if you go there to get the show notes, sometimes they're there and sometimes they're not because I've had to go back and take them out because Spotify said, I'm sorry, we don't want your links in there and we don't accept them. But when they do, they are there. The aromatherapy is pretty awesome. And and I use Smithsonian and two others that you mentioned. May I say what I think is funny and I'm thinking is about to happen Mm -hmm. is you're going to talk a lot about like essential oils no no okay because i brought lamp oils awesome. and food oils oh yay so that's what i brought i i'll just dive right in this i was gonna say this at the bonfire but this is oils for me like overlap so many different things because oils not just essential oils ha- there are like centuries of What's the word I'm looking for? Esclopian. It's the knowledge of medicine and it is ignored in Western medicine. And it's not just essential oils. It involves herbs and a lot of different elements. My library stuff is all about history. Now, I want to preface this by saying to everyone, a lot of the history of oil predates written record. So it's very difficult to know exactly when the first production of yeah. oil happened. You can. I have broken this up lamps and edible, like food and cooking oil. Oil lamps. I'm about to throw some dates at you that are varied as fuck. Oil lamps could be as old as or even older than 70,000 BC. Okay. That's a very long time ago. Yes. These would be made from shells or other vessels like that and moss and animal fat. Okay. Those would be like little oil lamps, which I think is very industrious and good job early humans. Others say 10,300 BC. There was some 10,000 year old stone oil lamps found in Lascaux. 
where the cave paintings mm. are, right? Mm-hmm. By the way, if you enjoy reading about the Lascaux cave paintings, John Green wrote an essay and did an episode for the Anthropocene Reviewed uh, book and podcast, respectively, about the Lascaux cave paintings. That was so cool. gorgeous and beautiful and really humanized the people who found it. Sorry. Anyway. It is, like I said, really difficult to know how old the practice of cook- of using oil for light and warmth is because it's like it predates writing. They're found practically everywhere people are found throughout hu- the history of humanity. I think it is important to remember always when you're doing your research that a lot of what has been found has been found in places. How do I want to say where his the history of the people that lived there wasn't systematically destroyed from record. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about food oils. Okay. Because the history of lamp oils is you're going to see them everywhere. Everywhere has them. North America, South America, Europe, Asia, and Australia, Africa, Antarctica. These are the continents. You're going to see them anywhere there's people. Mm. For oil that you can consume in china there are records of soybean oil as early as 10,000 bc this is in china japan east asia there is olive oil as early as 3,000 bc which is in europe seed and nut oils in north america sunflower peanut these are unfortunately the earliest dates of these are unknown for reasons obviously and then palm and coconut oil from africa again unknown but a lot of that practice was brought over during chattel slavery so the practice is like how those types of oils were extracted and made likely this is a fun fact that i learned from the olive oil times the likely oldest existing bottle containing actual olive oil like still containing olive oil was found in pompeii and preserved during the eruption of Vesuvius in 79 AD. I read an article from 2018 and then looked for follow-ups about it. There was a follow-up one in 2020 that confirmed it was in fact from that time. The cork was from a different time because somebody found it and corked it, but carbon dating shows that it was from like actually for real, for real. There was also a whole article on that follow-up one that was like, here's how the chemical makeup of the oil changed over that time. I didn't really want to get into that, but it was very fascinating. There has also been olive oil residue found from 8,000 years ago in the Middle East that has been found on a pottery shard from that time. And that's what I found on the Smithsonian. So the thing about this is that Every year, we have better tools, better understanding, and a even if slightly less colonialist mindset when it comes to archaeology, meaning that more data, more facts, more artifacts are being found that highlight just how much we really actually don't know shit about the history of humanity. In the past 50 years, we have learned that humanity goes back millennia earlier than we thought and that there is a real chance that the writing in the Lascaux cave paintings is written language and not just like symbols and dashes and stuff like there's all kinds of stuff which is why these dates vary so widely I don't want anybody to think like her sources are whack or she is not paying attention to the dates they're all very strange because every year our technology to understand stuff is better and our human understanding and social understanding changes. There is also some really excellent 
articles out there about how integral the cost and popularity of olive oil in Greece and Rome, specifically Greece, was like, it was currency in a way. And if you had access to the good stuff, you were clearly like top tier (laughs) big dog wolf. You had the money, you had the status because you had the best olive oil because it was used for everything from food to religious ceremonies. And I have stuff to talk about at the bonfire, but that's my library stuff. Cool. I will add to that that the history of the oils that you mentioned or the oils that you have already mentioned are also used in other forms. And that history also goes really far back. And that's where I throw out the aromatherapy. You can go down rabbit holes. But once you go into aromatherapy, of course, you have to go into herbal lore And that's where, no, fire, I think even earlier than that is where my magic starts to open up to it. Mm -hmm. So the types of carrier oils that you're talking about, the history of candle work, body work, secret ritual work, deity work, protection Mm -hmm. magic, deity, death rituals, aligning our frequencies in order to create with those oils and in collaboration with beings that we either knowingly communicate with or unknowingly communicate with and when you ingest or uh, ingesting oil which I want to wait and talk about out at the bonfire as well and I was trying to think if I have any other library I was saying to Corey before we started I'm not sure what's library for this and what's yeah, I have bonfire. one. So I have I'm, one more. Like, yeah, go for and it. And then we can head to the bonfire. Yeah. and I'll let you kick that off. I also want to point out I did miss a category, and it's not because I didn't think of it. It's because I want to speak on it carefully. Mm-hmm. But there is also, and we might talk about this in ritual as well. But as a practical measure, mm-hmm. there are many cultures that utilize oils for the protection of the skin and hair. Yeah. Whether that um, intersects with ritual at certain times or not, coconut oil, palm oil, mm. cocoa butter, things like that. The fats pulled from things in order to use them to moisturize, protect, waterproof in some cases. Mm-hmm. I know that seal fat can help waterproof mm-hmm. things. And I just wanted everybody to know I didn't ignore that subject. I just don't feel as though I have the knowledge or expertise to speak on it too deeply, except to say that people have putting oils on their bodies to protect their skin and their hair yeah. forever. It's a long, long, long time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's head to the bonfire. Yeah. As we take a short walk to the bonfire, Corey and I want to ask a favor and drop some more resources. Our favor is, if you're listening and you like what you hear, please leave us a review over on your favorite platform like Spotify, Apple, and very soon, Tidal. T-I-D-A-L. It helps people find us so that our community can grow and we can reach more people. That's the favor. The resources I want to point out are some other episodes of ours that branch out from the oils we're talking about to take a deeper dive into the correspondences that you can add to the oils. And also we talk a little bit more in depth about the types of magic we're about to mention. 
I'll link those episodes over on our free section of Patreon and on Instagram. If you want to dive even deeper than that, please join us on Patreon for classes and discounts to the classes that we teach outside of Patreon. We've reached the bonfire. We hope you enjoy the s'mores of wisdom we are about to discuss. I did go essential oil, mm-hmm. but not completely. I completely forgot about essential Did oils you? doing this. I didn't well, even think of them. I think that's so funny. It's very interesting, too, because essential oil... I use them all the time. Yeah, I use them. They are they can be controversial within the herbal community because when you create the way that you create essential oils is distillation. Mm-hmm. And since you're distilling it, there are some things that don't come to the air that could be medicinal or Mm. for not just health but other mostly health because you don't get the same medicinal properties from it so it's kind of like a beef with the processing Uh, it's a beef with the way that essential oils are marketed in the world for hey this is going to cure blah 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 and then it doesn't and people then turn and go oh see that plant magic or that plant herbal yeah not magic medicinal stuff it doesn't work doesn't work because you didn't have the entire plant there and you needed it and for that lied to you yes exactly (laughs) but guess what is a great way to get all of that plant material into something through oil through infusing it in olive oil or grapeseed oil. By the way, I'm going to mention a couple of things that you need to be careful of when you're using certain oils Mm -hmm. if you use them on your body or you ingest them. Grapeseed oil, it is a contraindication. It's a contraindication to use on somebody who is either taking blood pressure medicine or has low blood pressure because it will lower your blood pressure. Like when you spread that all over your body it goes in same thing with coconut oils people's cholesterol has risen if they use a lot of coconut oil on their bodies jojoba oil almond oil you can make oils from stone fruit so if you're allergic to stone fruit be very careful because apricot oil and peach oil from the pit right it comes from the pit Mm -hmm. and a lot of people i know somebody we know somebody who's amalia who's really allergic to apples too yeah yeah Yeah. you have to be careful about certain things and so when you think about all that if you're thinking about olive oil or grapeseed oil think about the magic that we already talk about collaborating with when we're talking about that plant when we're talking about grape leaves the rituals that these plant material and this oil material have been used in Mm is so old oh yeah is so far back and you know the and the olive oil i discovered when i was doing some research for this i'd actually heard it a couple of days ago we're recording on today's the 7th the 7th of january of 2024 a couple of days ago i saw how in palestine and the west bank and gaza for years, not just during this conflict or attack, they've been destroying old, old olive trees. And it is a lot of Palestinians' only form of earning money mm-hmm. because they export it or they sell it in Gaza and in the West Bank. And people who have been illegally settling there have been 
upending or vandalizing. And this year, in 2024, there will not be a Palestinian harvest of olive oil. That's terrible. Yeah. I know for a fact that also, for different reasons, yeah. the Greek olive groves are dying. That is because of climate that change. That is because of climate change. Yes. I watched a whole thing about that, and it made me so sad because, if I may have a little tiny anecdote, I was very lucky to go to Greece with my grandmother oh, when I was 12. Wow. And we went to an olive oil orchard, like an olive orchard, wow. and... I don't enjoy olives unless they're in a tapenade, turns out. Really? Oh, yeah. We yeah. found that out here. I don't enjoy them. I try them no matter what. Every time, everywhere I go, if they're on offer, I'll try them. And I just, I can't. The brine makes it taste like bile to me and I can't do it. But I was so fortunate that I got to try straight from the press fresh green olive oil oh and i can't imagine it tasted like it's wild my memory is for shit but i can remember this completely what it tasted like it was like nutty and it was like kind of spicy almost because it was so like pun like powerful yeah. And I remember thinking, why do olives suck so bad? But this is so good. <laughs> and olives are so wild, too, because you can't eat them raw. I forget that. I knew that once upon a time. You have to process them. Yeah. You have to either brine or pickle or whatever them mm -hmm. or press them and smush them until they become oil. Yeah. But olive oil is such a powerful flavor and such a powerful, like, material. And mm -hmm. I was so lucky. Thanks, Grandma. <sighs> Love you, Grandma. Thanks, Grandma of Corey. Yeah. I use olive oil a lot in my magic because it's in my kitchen. And so I use it in kitchen magic. But I also, if I've run out of something, I olive oil is my go-to. I love that. I'm infusing things with olive oil. And this year, I infused a ton of stuff with olive oil for medicinal purposes. But I've ended up using it on candles for a certain candle magic, for healing magic for other people that I'm trying to get through the frequencies that float across the, <laughs> the land to someone else. But also, just, I find that olive oil, when burnt, oh, by the way, if you put oil on your candles, please make sure that you have a fire blanket or baking soda. Water won't work. Nope. If not something on happens, oil, baby. nope. So please practice fire safety. But the frequency and the energy in the room when you're burning a candle that has olive oil on it is just so old. <laughs> it's, it's, old. The best. it's old. It's so like ancestor work with olive oil is amazing and i love working with i love working with a lot of these oils that we'll talk about but olive is one of my favorites yeah it's unctuous mm. i love olive oil i think also to your point about being careful about what you put on your skin if you are using oils i will say this now you can go down a humongous rabbit hole of how to cook with oils and different oils. Oh, yeah. Be mindful of what the smoking point of those oils mm -hmm. is. Be mindful of what changes in their makeup when they burn. Like avocado oil. Like avocado oh, oil. Do not want to burn that puppy. No. Most, many oils, when they get burnt, start to taste acrid or mm -hmm. rancid or 
just bad. And you can get sick. And you can get sick. I don't recommend drinking from the fire hose on this information. Don't be like, (laughs) what are the smoking points of all of the oils? Don't go like that. But just, I am going to cook a thing and I am going to use sesame oil. I will Google really quickly, what is the smoking point? That's the important phrase, smoking point of sesame oil. Right. Just be mindful as you cook. Also be mindful, like Dada said, as you put stuff on your skin. I made her an oil for Yule slash Samhain because I can't get my shit together to get her a gift on time. We I share that either. in comments. Yes, we, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> We're with that. And it was made with sesame oil and it had some spices in it. And I was like, hey, don't put this on your skin, okay? Because it would burn. It would hurt. It would hurt you. Same with if you infuse oil with cinnamon. Oh, God. It'll explode if you're not careful, turns out. But guess what? You can infuse oil with nutmeg and be very careful about that. And if you put it on your body, you can absorb it. And I don't know if you all know this. Nutmeg is a psychedelic. Did you know that? Nope. Yes, it is. So use it for astral travel if you want. Again, if you... I would, mm, I don't know that I would buy nutmeg oil and put it on my body. Mm-hmm. I like knowing how much, what the ratio is that mm-hmm. I put in. And then start small because anything can burn if you've got the right potency to mount anything. Or if but you've got the right sensitivity. Almost, right, exactly. Yeah. And so it start, and if you want to experience something like that, you can put it right on, you know, your wrist area, and that's a great absorption place. The crook of your elbow is a great absorption place. Meow. And Khaleesi agrees. Mm-hmm. That is a great. But please be careful if you're going to use hallucinogenic oils for magic. And, <laughs> or but, in general. Yeah, or in general. <laughs> but, but also especially. Yeah. But mugwort is supposedly not a hallucinogenic, but I have used that oil and I've drank that tea, which... By the way, you always want to mix mugwort, in my opinion, with something else because it tastes awful. Oh, it smells and tastes wild. But to me, I totally get a little bit of a high on it. And now CBD oil, which is not the other stuff, but you can get CBD here in Washington anyway. You can get CBD in You can get CBD most places as a topical Mm -hmm. In most states, even if recreational weed is not available. Yeah, not going to make you high. It's not going to make you high. It's like a little, it's like a tiger bomb or a icy hot or whatever, but different. And if you combine nutmeg oil or something like that with CBD oil, one, it's going to feel really good. CBD, <laughs> like really, really helps with joint pain mm-hmm. and muscle pain and all that, even without the THC involved. Yeah. 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 And as always, be mindful of allergies. Read the ingredient lists. Oh, my God. And if you are concerned about something that might potentially interact with your medication, Mm -hmm. talk to your healthcare provider. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I'm going to take just a moment and see if I can get this little girl to calm down. Okay. There are other, I have some other magical things that I use stuff for. What do you? I use a lot of cooking, like you mentioned. I like to make charms like little jars of oil for people like for um, moi which is how i learned that cinnamon will fucking explode so i gave one to dom and he was like was it supposed to pop and i went no maybe empty half of it and put the cork back on and he was like okay it's like sick he's like it smells great mm-hmm. <laughs> incredible i use them for i recently made a money oil mm-hmm. that i put in my money jar may i ask yes what did you put in the money oil oh. and what kind of what was your carrier oil 
Uh, the carrot oil was grapeseed oil. Mm. And it has some chamomile in it, and it has a cinnamon stick in it, and it has some money in it, mm-hmm. and it has some gold glitter in it, and it has orange, I think. I wrote it all down. It's at yeah. home. I don't remember off of my head. But it's got all kinds of stuff in there. And I like to use it for one of my go-to, like, shower or bath ones is, like, mm-hmm. olive oil with sugar, like a scrub. Nice. Uh, I, I use a lot of butter. Which like I know technically butter? isn't an oil. No, butter. Oh, butter. Which I know oh, technically really? isn't like an oil, but when you well, melt it down, it works like one. Yeah, it does. I, you don't. Yeah, just even getting it warm and but oh, that's why you can't. <laughs> there was this old wives' tale, and I don't know where it came from. And my mom was like, "No," about putting butter on a burn. You don't ever put butter on a burn because it helps you burn. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and it it makes the burn worse. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever put butter on a burn. No. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so you use um I do that. I like to use I use the anointing oil you gave me mm-hmm. for important things that I think need a little boost. I use essential oils a lot just for the smells mostly mm-hmm. because for me a lot of my magic is tied up in like smells and taste mm-hmm. and that's what I was yeah. going to say about you saying I your memories for shit, but you remember that moment. <laughs> Smells yeah. and taste take us back. I find that magic. Mm-hmm. I know there's science behind it. I'm amazed at how you can be transported. And I almost wrote down, and I'm not reading it right now, but I was writing it out earlier and was like, literally, you can be transported. Your physical body is not transported. Right, but, but your ooh, mind is. Your mind is. Mm-hmm. And it can be very real. You can get very sick to your stomach when you smell certain things. Yeah. And I know people who throw it just to like tequila, for example. Let's just say you had an incident. And anyway, if I am, I think, and truly past the main terrible relationship of my high school era. Mm -hmm. But if I smell artificial vanilla, the quickness with which I am immediately on the defense and fucking furious really is it's like whiplash. It's staggering how fast somebody in your life. Yeah. And and I'm not saying I would push him into the street, but. In traffic, but <laughs> if I smell like fake Bath and Body Works vanilla, mm-hmm. it just regular vanilla, absolutely fine. It takes me to a place. Cucumber melon takes me to the '90s and the early 2000s wow. because bath products for women were constantly being cucumber melon for a while. My millennial girlies, you know, yeah. So your olfactory system is like so much more complicated than so many of your other senses and because of that it's tied really deep into your brain and also i think probably because it's probably got a lot to do with as we were evolving if something smelled rotten we knew not to eat it right or if a place smelled sulfurous or rancid or whatever we knew not to go there so i think that's probably part of it but what do i know i'm not a scientist (laughs) wow she wants you to hold her. She's like, you need cuddles. She's not usually like this, everybody. So I will just cuddle her and see if that works. Yeah. The fact that it creates new pathways. Talk about magic right there. And I always think of In-N-Out now. But the... In-N-Out, the burger place? No. Is it called In-N-Out? Inside-Out? Inside-Out. The cartoon. Sorry. Got it. In-N-Out. Inside-Out. Inside-Out. Not the cartoon. Yes. With Amy Poehler and <laughs> yeah. not the burgers. And I was like, yeah, guitar. double animal style. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah. But that... 
that magic, I think, relationship with the physical plant and the nuts and the oils and the combination, they really just start to, the connection with them really starts to sing to me. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that they're communicating. And I'm trying not to say talking because even though I sometimes feel it like talking, it's communication mm-hmm. with on a frequency and on these planes and possibly other planes. And when you start to shape that information, you start to shape those pathways in your brain and you start to shape matter in the world. And you have those pathways that open up to you in other ways of communications and communicating with certain species through the oil or with the oil or with the herbs that are in the oil. Mm-hmm. And that's magic. I mean, yeah. yes, it might be scientifically proven or one day be scientifically proven. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, and they're not. And But also, there are so many things when it comes to oils and our practices. In, uh, for example, I use healing oils on my body. I make healing oils. Not a lot for other people, family members. I use oils for divination. I use certain oils when I, on my body, when I am communing with the, on Morgan in a certain way, or when I'm, I haven't made one for Hecate yet, and I need to. And I don't know if you do that, but for divination, like I said, you can use the hallucinogenics if you want to. And they're the flying ointments that we talk about. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times these oils go into the salves and into, you know, beeswax or like you were saying, I think cocoa butter or shea butter. Or butter. Or just butter. Butter is so good. Yeah. So this is, oils, are, I, when, when you proposed this, I went, oh my gosh, this is a huge part of my magic. You don't even think about it really. I know. Yeah. I just It's just second nature now. Yeah. And I also, if you're a person who deals with or who works with. The only thing I can compare it to is like mud or like creating pastes and things oh, to rub yeah. on one's skin during mm-hmm. ritual. Mm-hmm. I use olive oil for that. Yeah. Because it makes it sticky and it makes it stay. And I have a face mask that I love. That's It's a powder and you add jojoba oil to it. I love jojoba oil. And it makes your face so soft. It also makes it kind of purple, but yeah. it's fine. I have to use Jehovah oil sparingly because it's gotten expensive. It's expensive, yeah. It didn't used to be and maybe it always should have been. It probably always should yeah. have been. Yeah. It's I think it's a reflection of over harvesting. Yeah. And so I like to think of it as not too expensive, but outside my current budget. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. That is a yeah. great way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. The other ways to use it are for sensuality for your own body doesn't necessarily mean sexuality, but it can be. But I really want to encourage people who are aces. Yeah. I know you. I mean, I know aces. I've talked with other people who sensual yeah. is different than sexuality. So, And if rather- you're on the A spec, there's relationships. I don't want to explain things to people. Yeah. <laughs> but if you do your reading and, you know, mm-hmm. ask people you trust, like the A spec has very varying relationships with sex they're sex averse all the way up to it's fine but it's not for me Mm-mm. but yeah it's like you said sensual is different yeah and it is i agree with you oils are a beautiful magical wonderful way to make your body feel better yeah or if you're just wired that way yeah or if you're just wired that way nothing wrong with any of that 
Yeah, I think that there's, I think we forget that when you've got a lubricant of some kind mm-hmm. stuff and i don't just mean sexy stuff just feels better oh, it's so tough. i like to take like a really oily lotion on my hands and i'll give my the back of my neck a rub that's really good for me i don't i have a sensory issue where i cannot feel dry i do not like it mm. and if i feel dry and touch fabric it feels like my entire skin suit wants to walk away mm-hmm. without me <laughs> like it's very bad so Oil can be very comforting in that way mm-hmm. as well. And all of that helps your magic. All of it. And yeah, I like to think also, like you can think of it as a lubricant for your magic. If things are mm-hmm. feeling sticky in your magic or you're feeling stuck, <gasps> yes. include an oil. Lubricant. Lube it up. Move it. It moves. It flows. Lube it up. Yeah. That's why we oil our candles so much. Yes. That and it makes things stick to the candle. Yes. That we want to stick to the candle. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, mine, by far, I think my favorite oils are really basic, y'all. I love the lavender. I love the rose. I love the chamomile. Mm. I used to love sandal. I still love sandalwood. I just don't. I mean, I, I want to try some of the Australian sandalwood, but I haven't yet because I know that can be ethically sourced. And I still have some. Oh, oils go bad, though. Everybody, they do. They do go bad. Yeah. So, I need to clean out my stores, which I'm going to do yeah. as soon as I build my apothecary shelves. Yeah. Yeah. I still have some sandalwood from a long time ago that I paid a lot of money for that I was like, I'm going to use this forever. And 10 years later, it's still on my shelf and it hasn't gone rancid. Oh, it has not. Wonderful. But the place I bought it from, Xena Supply, no longer exists. I'm really sad. They were a big source of my magical supplier and they just did not survive COVID for some reason. Hmm. Yeah. Bummer. I'm trying to think of other types of magic I wanted to mention. I'm not sure I wrote everything down. I would be careful if you're going to be using oil for lamps. Yeah. Know what you're doing and know that a lot some oils, if you're trying to get creative with the oils that you're using in your lamp, mm-hmm. maybe don't. Mm-hmm. Because some oils, when they burn, kick off so much smoke or the stuff that comes off of them is bad for you to breathe. Yeah. Or your animals to breathe. Or your animals to mm-hmm. breathe. And what you don't want is the walls of your home. To start feeling like they're covered in fat solids. Yeah. Also, it creates a fire hazard. It does. It does. Yeah. Because the oil's got to go somewhere and it goes onto your walls. Just be mindful of that. Yeah. yeah. I'll end with, I use oils for protection. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know, yeah. I know everybody's shocked by that. But yeah. Absolutely. And, and anointing your doors. Very biblical, right? Yeah. Putting sigils, using it to put sigils on your doors for protection, but not just protection magic. You can, like you were saying, you're using it for a money oil. Mm-hmm. You can make a money oil and anoint your door with that to welcome that abundance into your home. I put a little on the bottom of my mouse pad. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Your mouse pad because of work? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you. I put oil on the bottom of my feet all the time. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and in sigils. Yeah. Yes. And also some people are maybe doing magic they don't know. My brother, he gets headaches and mm. he always, ever since I've known him, has a little thing of peppermint oil. Very fucking pungent peppermint oil. Like a teeny baby yep. little jar. It's like this big. But it's so potent. Where does he put it? And he puts it behind his ears, mm. the back of his neck, and his wrists. Yeah. 
those are great places. Yeah, I, I just grabbed my, I keep it with me all the time, my lavender peppermint headache stick, which mm. is essential oil from Island Time. We've had them as a spark before. Yeah, we have. I love them. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I yeah. use them a lot more than I thought I did. I took for granted like that olive oils, not olive oils, essential oils were oils. <laughs> yeah. No, but essential oils also go into a lot of other yes. types of oils like you're yes. talking about. And I recommend if you're going to be infusing things, please be careful. There are a lot of really valuable like YouTube videos and tutorials on how to do that safely. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just stick stuff in an oil and call it a day. No. Uh, oh, crystals. Please be careful. Oh, please especially, be so careful. Yeah. Especially if you're going to burn it or ingest it. Oh, yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah. Safety first. Yeah. <laughs> if you're Always. not sure if something is safe, look it up. Ask yep. about it. Find it in a book. Yep. Take a look. It's in a book. We decorate Bo. I love him. I know we do. That's all I've got. Yeah. Should me we set too. up some sparks? Let's do it. My spark today is not a specific brand or I page or anything. My spark today is the sad lamp. What? The seasonal affected disorder lamp. Yeah. The lamp that emulates sunshine in your home. So that you don't get so depressed that you want to crawl into the floor and never come out. I have three of them. <laughs> I have a beautiful one that looks like a uh, ring, like a halo mm-hmm. in my office. And in these dark winter times, especially with like me changing up the dose of my medication and like going through all of that, it has become invaluable. And I have not had, not to say that I haven't been depressed this winter, but I have not been as like deep in the funk as last year and there are i'm sure other factors to that as well but i last year was very hard for me in the winter Mm. and this year that sad lamp has been clutch it's just so helpful i understand but do not quote me on this do your research on this that full spectrum leds not just you have to make sure they're full spectrum do the same thing so if you think i can't afford that sometimes people can afford full spectrum light bulbs Mm -hmm. and you can put them in various places in your house and it really helps if it's marketed to help plants grow it's also good for you yes yeah and that's full spectrum are for that as well yeah you can get plant grow lights though that are just red or blue Mm -hmm. so be careful when you're buying those Yeah. yeah but i love it that's great yeah and also you gotta be careful you can't have it i don't have mine on for more than 45 minutes Really? Because if you have it on for too long, it can sort of hink with your circadian rhythm, which oh. mine is already like <laughs> tedious, not tedious, tenuous at best. So That's a great spark. Thanks. Yay. Get yourself a sad lamp. You can usually find them on the cheap now. <laughs> My spark is an assignment for everybody. Oh, dip. It's the olive trees of Gaza and the West Bank, which I mentioned earlier. And I will put some links on... I'll send some links to Corey to put on Instagram when we put up the tiles of places you can go. I really wanted to find a place where you could donate. And when I searched that, there were pages. And I'm, I was, because what's going on in Palestine is teaching me a lot. This has been going on for probably as long as the occupation, but really started getting a lot of attention in 2012 Mm -hmm. (laughs) this has been going on quite a while so a lot of those are probably legit but i just don't know which ones and i'm part of v's under the desk news i subscribe and 
they have created a place where we can go and talk, and it's called the 2024 Strategy. So I just put out to them, hey, could you see if there's an ongoing trustable is that a word (laughs) trustworthy 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 place to donate or to help out there's also this isn't my spark but it's something that everybody should maybe go Mm -hmm. look at i am currently working my way through it in tiny little bites because it's a lot of information but it is broken down in tiny little bites which is great is the south africa report oh yeah oh my gosh there's somebody on instagram and on tiktok uh, i wonder if it's the same person who's breaking it down Mm -hmm. and tells you what pages to go to Mm -hmm. to find out because it's i guess it's written some of it's really legalese Mm -hmm. and then they break it down into plain speak and they put their sources for everything and it talks about basically the entire conflict from over a decade ago to now and they've filed a case against israel which is going to be interesting to see what happens there but if you're like i am so bogged down in all of the information being thrown at me all the time about what's going Mm -hmm. on and i don't know who's right and who's wrong and what's going on and i don't understand the nuance and if that's i'm describing me a lot there like i i don't understand the nuance because i grew up in the united states and my history education in my school my public school was nothing and And none of ours were yeah because yeah it's designed not to be yeah and because you don't need that if you're just entering code anyway i have a lot of feelings about that but this has been helping me understand the more nuanced and like concrete Mm -hmm. facts of what is going on with sources um, with that are sources verifiable. that are verifiable, yeah. I've been called out a couple times, but I have, I guess not obviously to all of you, I have Israeli friends who are, when this started, mm-hmm. they of course were so angry and hurt and Hamas, you know, yeah. did an unmentionable thing. Yeah. And it was awful and horrible and I will never... I cannot excuse that. I can excuse resistance Mm -hmm. and fighting, but some of the stuff that happened was... Anyway, so I got called out. And they have since just asked, oh yeah, but please don't forget that what happened on October 7th was awful. And we've had hard conversations about, but why is that? Why did that happen? I'm not condoning it. I don't approve it at all. Not at all. You know, but some of them have been fighting to leave Gaza alone for a very long time. And some of them are young and very indoctrinated. And some of them, because of this, have become unindoctrinated and are saying, wow, this was I was just fed this and I didn't question it. And now I am. Yeah. As we all should be all the time. Yeah. I was having a very interesting conversation with my mom last night about the United States. And the things that she grew up believing and how hard and how much it hurts to know now that it was a lie. Yeah. And be kind to one another. But also, unless we hold each other accountable, we are nothing. We... And accountable doesn't mean making... Shaming people. Not shaming. No. Like, just... Instead... Get an oil, slap (laughs) it on a candle, and do some forgiveness magic. Yeah. And just, you know, educate yourself and especially things that do not reinforce your already existing worldview. It's very important to read things that challenge your worldview. We did our doing an episode on tarot spreads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in that episode, 
there will be some chat about confirmation bias mm. and how to identify your bias yeah. and why that applies to your magic. And yeah, it does. So, yeah. so check that episode out as well. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah. Until next time, everybody, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.